Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will Hello there, Edwin. Hey, Andrew. Have you ever thought about, are our best days ahead of us? I have thought about that. I believe they are. I'd like to talk about that. I do, too. Uh, You know, you were reading Psalm 9 yesterday. We're going to read it here again. And I really was struck by reasons David has that the best days are ahead for God's people. Yeah, you you talked yesterday, and I really wanted to jump in on that. So I'm, I'm glad we're going to get to it today. The optimism that David has, despite some potentially negative things going on. Reasonable optimism. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Psalm 9. I'm reading today from the New King James Version. I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will tell of all your marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. When my enemies turn back, they shall fall and perish at your presence. For you have maintained my right and my cause. You sat on the throne judging in righteousness. You have rebuked the nations. You have destroyed the wicked. You have blotted out their name forever and ever. O enemy, destructions are finished forever, and you have destroyed cities, even their memory has perished. But the Lord shall endure forever. He has prepared his throne for judgment. He shall judge the world in righteousness, and he shall administer judgment for the peoples in uprightness. The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. And those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Sing praises to the Lord who dwells in Zion. Declare his deeds among the people. When he avenges blood, he remembers them. He does not forget the cry of the humble. Have mercy on me, O Lord. Consider my trouble from those who hate me, you who lift me up from the gates of death, that I may tell of all your praise. In the gates of the daughter of Zion, I will rejoice in your salvation. The nations have sunk down in the pit which they made, in the net which they hid, their own foot is caught. The Lord is known by the judgment he executes. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. The wicked shall be turned into hell, and all the nations that forget God. For the needy shall not always be forgotten. The expectation of the poor shall not perish forever. Arise, O Lord, do not let man prevail. Let the nations be judged in your sight. Put them in fear, O Lord that the nations may know themselves to be but men. Who are the nations? As you're reading it this time, it's like, boy, that's coming up again and again. The nations, the nations, the nations. Nations, nations, nations. Typically, the nations refer to the Gentiles. There's a couple of occasions, unfortunately, since you're just asking this question now while the mics are hot. I can't remember the examples, but there are some places where it does refer to the Jews and, and Israel. But Typically, nations and Gentiles is synonymous. So there, I think you make a good point. I recall when you see the nation, singular, we're talking about Israel. Mm. But the nations, plural, typically the Gentiles, these other peoples around Israel. Typically. 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 And I think that's what he's talking about now. Exactly. And so this may give us a hint as to some times when this psalm may have been written. Uh, you know, we 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 have sometimes where the Psalms give us that heading that say it was it's memorializing this event. Right. We don't have that for this. Here, there's some musical notation. The ESV says that it's uh, according to Muth Laban. 
Yes. And I have so, no idea what that means. Well, the, the English is given in the New King James to the tune of Death of the Sun. <laughs> okay. Which does not sound like a very peppy song. <laughs> some, kind, <laughs> some kind of dirge, it, it I would guess. It kind of belies the optimism we see here, doesn't it? <laughs> so, so I guess maybe we could be totally wrong. Um, <laughs> no, it, what we have is the words. Uh, it's interesting, those notes in the Psalms when it talks about the tune, because we have no idea what the tunes were. And the important thing about the Psalms is the words, is the lyrics. Um, having said that, as we circle back around to these nations, mm-hmm. David, in his own time, uh, of course, is one of the kings that had to fight a lot of nations. Mm -hmm. As a leader in Israel, I mean, he makes his name facing the Philistine giant Goliath. And he has to continue on with campaigns against Philistines and, and Amorites and Ammonites and all those guys really throughout his life. But when I think about calling back to how God had dealt with the nations, we're going through some Bible classes right now at Livingston where we're looking at the book of Joshua and looking at the book of Judges. And we have seen how, yeah, God God did that. God went before the people of Israel like hornets to drive out the nations and to rebuke the nations, uh, to bless his people and to bring about his promise of giving the land to the people. So David David can call on, what, a, a couple hundred years of history to mind at this point. Well, he says he's going to recount the marvelous deeds, and then he recounts some of them, especially the ones that are important in his situation. I There, there are a couple of situations in his own life. I I kind of like the potential that this is actually before he even becomes king, Mm -hmm. when he is fleeing from Saul, not that he's talking necessarily about Saul, but about this time in his life when Saul is using the nations as a weapon against David, as he's when he wanted him to marry Michael Mm -hmm. and says, what I need is 104 skins from the Philistines and thinks that they're going to kill him. That's right. And so he sends David out, but David... It ends up winning and bringing back twice as many. And then so he puts him at the leadership of these armies. But everywhere David goes, he has favor and he wins. And what you really have is the Council of Saul is coming back to mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. backbite him here. Yeah. I mean, it's it's getting it's it's getting him getting him back. His mm-hmm. plans are mm-hmm. backfiring, I guess. Mm-hmm. So we see that. So that's kind of the time I, I view this as the greatest potential. But once he's king. There are these times when the nations around him are coming against him. In any event, we've got a time where he sees himself or he sees his people as the poor and the needy who are being oppressed by an enemy. Mm -hmm. The enemy's coming against them. Mm -hmm. And so there's something going on right now that seems negative, that seems, all right, things aren't going our way. But like you said yesterday, this whole psalm is filled with this optimism. And and now getting back to what you were bringing up a minute ago, what's the basis for the optimism? Yeah. Hey, you know, it was a lot like this under Joshua. Mm-hmm. It was a lot like this with, especially with the judges when they oh, were being yeah. oppressed by the nations because yeah. of their own sins. Yeah. And what had God done? God came around and drove those nations out to the degree that Israel was faithful to him. He drove yeah. those nations out. And when he gave them victory, he gave them great and wonderful victory. Mm -hmm. And so what David can rely on, he can be optimistic because I am serving the Lord. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so I know because I've seen him do it. Mm -hmm. I know 
our best days are ahead because God is the one that turns enemies back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot of optimism there. Yeah, praise God for that. Praise God for that. Uh, in verse 5, you have rebuked the nations. You have destroyed the wicked. You have blotted out their name forever and ever. O enemy, destructions are finished forever. And you have destroyed cities. Even their memory has perished but the Lord shall endure forever. The um, totality, I guess, of God's judgment against the wicked and against the nations, even to blot out the memory of these places. Um, it's a, a fascinating thing when you get a chance to to go over to the Holy Lands and to go to Israel and to examine some of the tells, right? Pardon the, me while I drink my coffee. <laughs> this is why we need video. I could show some pictures. Um, these towns, though, as, as the archaeologists dig in these old cities to find ruins, and then they tried to rebuild it, and it was destroyed again, and ruins on top of ruins on top of ruins, um, that demonstrates, as God was working here, uh, the, the complete judgment upon a city to where maybe some other generation would come along and say, you know, this there's water here. This would be a good place to build a city, um, you know, w- without thinking about well, we're actually building on the ruins of someone else. It it didn't end well for someone else here before <laughs> us. But I guess it'll be different for us this time. <laughs> well, here's what I've noticed. I've noticed that every community has that one restaurant that has been 25 restaurants over the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. And they seem to forget all those other restaurants that tried to be successful right there and yeah. failed. Yeah. We have forgotten that one from 10 years ago. Cities can be like that in this ancient world. Here were here were, you know, really as far as the ancient world was concerned, great influential cities that that uh, the folks in Canaan land saw as powerful and we yeah. were not going to be able to conquer them so we're not even going to try Jericho. but Israel comes along and Israel conquers them except for it wasn't Israel that conquered them no God conquered them God which gets them. us back to David's optimism exactly so can I bring this to today please we we are in a different situation today God has not set up his church to be a military victor uh, Paul says very plainly, our we, our weapons of warfare are not weapons of the flesh. Mm-hmm. We are we do not convert people at the end of a sword, nope. at the point of an arrow, or at the muzzle of a gun. We do not do that. We must not do that. Mm-hmm. We do not win our victories through political means. It's not about taking over an earthly nation and then that nation being a, quote, Christian nation. We have a kingdom. Our mm-hmm. king is Jesus. Mm-hmm. It is the church. It is a worldwide kingdom. That's right. It's a little bit... Um, under the cover of darkness, maybe you might call it a little bit subversive because it's not its not this one that's trying to rule blatantly out in public. It's one that's ruling in the hearts of men, ruling in the hearts of men rather than in the seats of government yeah. of any land or nation. And folks, I, I'm listening to Christians right now who are getting so caught up in the politics of our world, especially right now in America with the election year going on, so caught up in the politics that they are scared to death about what the future holds. I want us to remember this psalm. I want us to remember this psalm. And that is the best days of God's kingdom, of Jesus Christ's kingdom, are ahead of us. Our God rebukes the nations. And yes, the nations are opposed. Sometimes some of the nations are friendly and and we have great 
interaction and some kind of alliance. But friendly to Christians? Is friendly to the saying? church, yeah, yes, friendly, friendly the church, to the yeah. kingdom sometimes. But ultimately, they all end up being enemies of the kingdom. Yeah. And what we're looking at, whatever you feel, I mean, I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. As you look at all your fear about what's going to happen in our country and the world in the future, if you are a child of God, you are in the kingdom of Jesus Christ, our best days are ahead. Even if right now the poor are oppressed, Mm -hmm. even if right now the needy seem to be forgotten, Mm -hmm. what David remembered is it will not always be like this. I've seen God do it before. I've seen it when there were times of oppression. I've seen it when there were times where where those who seem to be forgotten. But God ultimately always in the ends brings around justice and victory for his people. The best days are ahead. I don't care what happens in the election in November. It doesn't matter if your guy wins or my guy wins or their guy wins or who wins. Jesus is king, and the best days of our kingdom are ahead of us. And we know that not as some pie in the sky, but because of the great and mighty deeds that God has done in the past. Namely, those three days when it seemed like the poor and the needy had perished and been forgotten and oppressed and were dead forevermore, but on Sunday morning he rose up as king. If you can't kill a man and keep him down, if, if, if by killing him you can't keep him down, listen, this is going to be a victorious king. Yeah. And his yeah. kingdom is going to be victorious. The best days of our kingdom are ahead of us. Absolutely. This is such an optimistic and encouraging psalm to read. And what a great week to read it. We'd love to know what you're reading and what you're learning as you follow along in the text. Send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Subscribe to the podcast. Share it. Give us a rating, a review. It helps other people find the, the podcast, and it means so much. I yes. think we're going to... In this episode, with a word of prayer, Evan, why don't you lead us? Lord God, you are awesome and powerful. Your Son, Jesus Christ, our King, our Lord, our Savior, we confess his name. We know, Father, that the poor will not always be forgotten. We know that the needy will not always be oppressed. We know that injustice will not always continue. We know that you are the righteous judge, and we know that you bring about victory for your people. You do it in your time, and we know that the best days of your kingdom are ahead of us. We do know, Andrew and I are both citizens here in this earthly nation of the United States of America, and an election is about to take place, and... It seems like a big old mess here in our earthly nation, but we know that you are the sovereign God, ruler in control of all things. You will work out all things together for good for those who love you. And so I pray that you would be with every one of your children this week and in the next week with this coming election. We pray, Father, that you would help us to have our trust, our hope in you, in your Son, in your Holy Spirit, and help us to walk hand in hand with you whatever happens next week. We love you, Father. We praise you above all things, and we look forward to the best days of your kingdom coming in the future. It's through your son Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day.
Hello there, Edwin. Hey, bud. Hey, man. <laughs> We're having trouble kicking things off this week, aren't we? Well, I don't know why you'd say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. I, I got this now. I know what I'm going to do. 